Ministries podcast. We are so happy you are tuning in. On this episode, Pastor Tony continues our series, Holy Habits, with a message on the holy habit of solitude. We're in week two of our series, and we're on our first habit that we're going to talk about. And I want to begin by asking this. When you think about ways we connect with our friends, what are some of the ways that you guys do that, that you connect with your friends? Um, I'll, just, I'll just say some examples here. I, I would assume this is what you guys would say. You guys would say going to the movies together, right? Or maybe shopping. Maybe you guys go shopping together, play sports together, or do another activity. Maybe you guys talk on the phone, you text, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it is. But maybe you guys hang out with friends by playing video games or something, right? Now, if I were to ask you to name for me some ways that we connect with God, my guess is a lot of you would say what? Bible. Bible. Prayer. Prayer. Worship. Worship. Going to church, right? And now certainly those ways are important. But just like there are many ways to connect with a friend and grow in relationship with a friend, there are many ways to connect with God and grow in a relationship with God. Maybe it's singing or listening to worship songs. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe some of you guys write in a journal. Maybe you guys just take a stroll in creation and just listen to his creation. Or maybe it's going on a retreat or going to a camp, summer camp, right? Maybe it's something like that. There are many different ways to connect with God, like we connect with our friends. And tonight, the habit that we're going to talk about is solitude. The habit of solitude. Now, I know some of you are saying, what in the world is that? Well, we'll get to that, okay? Um, But I would beg to say that when it comes to connecting with God through solitude, I would beg to say many of us don't even think about connecting with God through solitude. Or at least it's definitely not the first thing that comes to our mind when we think about connecting with God. Right? And it could be because maybe we've never talked about it before and we're not sure what it even means what it even looks like to practice solitude. And so for our first habit, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Solitude, practicing solitude. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. That will be our main passage. We'll look at other passages as well. But our main passage will be Luke 5, 15 through 16. Luke 5, 15 through 16. But now, even more, the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. So here's our big idea for tonight. Solitude is spending intentional time alone so that we can commune with God. It doesn't say so that we can take a nap. It says so that we can commune with God. And it doesn't mean spending time alone in solitude playing video games for God. Okay? That's not the point and that's not the purpose. And we'll get to that as we unpack it. Okay? But up until this point, just to give you some background in Luke, Jesus is really getting his ministry with his life going, and he's becoming the word on the street. 
This guy's name and reputation is starting to take form, and people are beginning to notice what he's doing and what others are saying he can and is doing. So this so-called Jesus Christ, he's performing miracles, right, that no one's ever seen. He's healing people who are sick, who should be incurable. But Jesus is curing them. He's casting out demons, like who in the world can cast out demons? He's calling his first disciples to come, drop everything, and follow him. And then he cleanses a leper of leprosy right before our verses in 15 and 16. So that's what you'll see in verses 12 through 14. So this guy, Jesus, is doing things that nobody else can do. So you can imagine that as the word gets out about this guy with this incredible power to do things no one else can do, Jesus better get ready to handle celebrity status, right? Because that's what his name is starting to become. But here's the thing with celebrity status, with all the traveling Jesus is doing and performing all these kinds of miracles, you better believe his days are busy, right? He's ministering to people all the time. I mean, Jesus almost is never alone. I don't know if you've ever thought about this before. Jesus is almost never alone. If he's not ministering to people near him or in the synagogues preaching, or surrounded by great crowds, which seems like it's all the time, he's at the very least, if he's not doing all those things, he's at the very least with his disciples, right? Now, for those of you in this room who are introverts, you guys are probably like, oh, the sound of that sounds terrible, right? No way, I don't want to do that. But those of you who are introverts in this room, Like me, you guys are like, let's go. That's the lifestyle I'm talking about. Being with people, that fills me up. It gives me the energy. Let's go. How many introverts in this room? How many extroverts in this room? We're like, you thrive off of being with people. How many of you in this room are like, I can only handle people for so long till I just need to get away from people? (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I would beg to say Aaron is an extrovert. Okay. Okay. Um, But think about this, okay? Think about this with me. Jesus is always on, right? He's always on. His switch is always on. He's always giving of himself to people. Giving and giving and pouring and pouring and pouring and healing and healing and healing. Miracle, miracle, miracle. Like He's always giving of himself. Then I want to ask this question, though. When is there time for Jesus to be ministered to? Or when is there time for Jesus to have his own personal time to recharge and breathe, to just stop and breathe? When is there that for him? Well, that's again what we're going to see tonight. Now, I want to say this, like seriously, listen to this, okay? 
Maybe some of you come into this room and you've been feeling that this past summer you've just been giving and giving and going and going and going and going and another thing and another thing in your schedule, another thing and another thing. Maybe that's how you felt this summer. Maybe that's how you feel right now that school has started again. It's go, 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 homework, sports, homework, sports, chores, homework, sports. Maybe that's how you feel right now. It's just a constant always on. Or maybe that's how you just feel this past year. But that's how your life has felt with how crazy your schedules have been. That you guys have not been able to just stop and just breathe. And even to just stop and spend time with God reading his Bible. Maybe that has not even been there because you've been go, 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 go. So again, all this to say, when is there that time for Jesus? When is there that time for him to breathe and recharge? And the question then becomes, does Jesus make it a habit, though, to just stop and recover? Well, we're going to find out, right? So verses 15 and 16, verses 15 and 16 here, we see here again. But now even more, even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him again, ministering to people once again and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places to pray. That's where I really want to focus on tonight. So think about this with me. This is Jesus Christ we're talking about, right? We're talking about the Savior of the world, who's fully God and fully man. We're talking about the Son of God. He has the power to do things nobody else in the entire world can do. And he's God, right? That's who we're talking about, right? And because he is God, you would think that Jesus would never grow weary and never grow tired and never go hungry or weak, right? You would think that because he's God, right? He can do anything that he he wants to do. I think maybe we would just think that he would just be filled with endless strength and power to heal everyone 24-7, 365 days a week. Because he's God. And while I believe that actually to be true, he could do that if he really wanted to. But what we're actually seeing here tonight in these passages is the human side of Jesus Christ. Right? Fully God, fully man. What we're really seeing is the human side of him, that man side of him. Now, you guys are probably wondering how that even works. That's a whole other message in itself. Okay? That's a whole other message in itself. But what we're really seeing here is the human side of Christ. The side of Christ that took the form of a servant, us, and was found in the likeness of men. And Jesus experienced everything it means to be human, just like we, like we do. He knows what it means to be tired. He knows what it means to, feel, to be weak. He knows what it means to be tempted. He knows what it means to be hungry. Right? He knows those things. <laughs> We have here Philippians 2, 5 through 8 that show us this. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Right. So this passage here very simply is showing us here that like we have a fully God, but he's also fully man. 
Okay? So, once again, though, we have Jesus Christ, the Son of God, doing what? What is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, doing? Well, in verse 16 tonight, it says, He's withdrawing to desolate places to pray. Jesus stops what he's doing. He stops performing miracles, doing all these incredible things to go spend time in solitude. We'll get to it later, Sam. Okay. Now, for those of you who are like, well, what is solitude? Since the moment I said it, what is it? Well, here's what it is. Solitude. Donald S. Whitney, he is a professor and an author in his article called The Gospel and the Discipline of Solitude defines solitude like this. Scriptural solitude is the biblical practice of temporarily withdrawing to privacy for spiritual purposes. Or just to give us a practical definition that's maybe easier to understand, dictionary.com says the state of being or living alone, or in other words, seclusion. So the idea with both definitions when it comes to solitude, okay, is that when we enter into solitude, we are in places where we are alone with God and there is nothing else and no one else. There is nothing else and no one else around. Nothing else and no one else. It is just you and God. So when we're in the time of solitude, okay, so we found our place where there's nothing else and no one else. The distractions are gone. The distractions are turned off. It's you and God. When we are in that time, our attention is solely focused on God. No distractions, complete stillness, quietness, and silence. Just us and God. Just us and God. No distractions. I think I need to say that maybe ten more times. (laughs) No distractions. I was exaggerating. You realize who you're sitting next to very closely. Uh Because remember, I had said I would not want to pick a fight with him last week. Right? But maybe I'll try it one of these days. But us being in that space, when we're in that space, the point is to hear from God. To speak to God in prayer and through prayer. Maybe it's to just sit in the silence and just breathe. And just rest and enjoy being in His presence. And this is what Jesus sought out. It is something His soul needed. Jesus needed time to get away. And not to just get away from people. Although that is part of it. right? Because we're going to a place where there's nothing else and no one else. That's part of it. But solitude is about refreshing the soul with uninterrupted time with God. Did you hear that? Uninterrupted time. Okay. But look what Jesus did in this time of solitude. What does the passage say? Tell me, what does it say? And he withdrew to desolate places to... What's it say? pray. He prayed. So much of what the time meant for Jesus was a time to get away and to just enjoy being in his father's presence. And what that meant for Jesus, I just need to pray. I just need to take time to pray. 
Oftentimes, when I think about the times that I've been in solitude, okay, when I've spent my times in solitude, it's been out in nature. That, those are the places for me. I find a quiet place at a, at a forest preserve or just somewhere in nature where there's like no people whatsoever near me, right? It's rare to even see someone near me. A place where there's no noise but just creation, right? The phone is off, like off, off, off. Not just on vibrate, but off, right? Uninterrupted time, and it's just me and God. I even remember a time when right before Corey and I were closing the chapter of our previous life to leave where we were to come to Rockford, we were closing that chapter of our lives to start a new one here. We went to a place called St. Mary on the Lake, and it is like a college sort of campus, huge campus. And she spent her, once we got there, she went off and did her thing for hours. And I went off and did my thing for hours. She spent her time in solitude, whatever that looked like. I spent my time in solitude for hours. And I want to say something real quick, just a side note when it comes to solitude. Solitude is more than five minutes. Okay? Like, Corey and I just spent hours in solitude, okay? Now, I'm not saying you need to do that right now, okay? But it's it's more than like five, ten minutes, guys. It's uninterrupted time with him. And I could tell you without a doubt that when I was in those times, they were so refreshing and I just heard from God and I just laid out everything to him. In my time of solitude, I was, you know, something would come to my head that I'd be stressed about. I just gave it to the Lord and I would just be, I would just walk. Something else popped into my head and my heart. I gave it to the Lord. Lord, I'm just worried about this. Help me as I think through this and process this. And then I just walk and just listen and hear. And then I gave him another thing that like, it's just that time. Right. And there's one other thing that I want us to take note of when it comes to making this a habit. Okay. I do want to say this as well, real quick. When it comes to the time in solitude for you, maybe it is prayer. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe you just write stuff out. God, here's this, here's this, here's that, here's that. I'm struggling with this, Lord. I need your help with this. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's drawing. Maybe you draw stuff visually out. Or maybe it's listening to worship music, and that's what helps you. But there's something that I also want us to notice. This wasn't something Jesus did just one time. Right? This is a series called Holy Habits. This is something Jesus did often. In our passage tonight, he did this more than once. What does it say? He went to desolate places. See the S there? Plural. Right? He did this more than once. I also want to show you a couple other versions of the Bible. NIV. But Jesus, what? Often. More than once. Right? Multiple times withdrew to lonely places and prayed. NASB. Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. CSB. Yet he often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. Jesus did this regularly. It was a habit. We even see this a chapter before. In Luke chapter 4, 42... 
And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. Then we even see it in Mark 135. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And then we even see it a chapter later in Luke. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray. And all night he continued in prayer to God. These are just three other places, and it's not even all the places in Scripture where we see Christ did this. So again, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, needed times to get away from all the noise to be alone with his Father. And if Jesus Christ, the Son of God, needed times of solitude, how much more do you think we need times of solitude? Because here's the thing, I believe with our culture today, being in the noise is what we've grown accustomed to, and it's so engraved in us that once moments of silence come, it feels awkward, weird, and we don't like it. I mean, clearly, you guys don't like silence. Because you all were just trying, not all of you, but some of you were already trying to break the silence. Right? We want to break the silence as fast as possible because we have been so engraved. Noise, noise, noise. It's just, I need to be in noise. Think about it with me. When we get into the car, what do we turn on? Music! Radio, what? Oh, wow. You're one of those. Jenna, get him out of here. Or, I don't know if you guys do this, but if you go on a run or a hike, what are you most likely going to pop in? Your headphones, and you're going to listen to music while you run, right? Some people, and I think I'm sure there's some of you in here, some people, when it comes to helping them get to sleep... Something needs to be going on in the background for you to fall asleep, right? Some of you need a fan or something. Maybe the TV needs to stay on for you to fall asleep, right? The point, guys, we're almost done. The point, we don't like being in the silence. We don't like it. But Jesus here is showing us how much time, that time with God, time in silence, time in solitude is so needed for our spiritual lives. But here is another thing we can learn about solitude from Jesus. It's this. Being in solitude requires us to be intentional with our time and efforts. It's going to take time. And we have to put the work in. Remember, we saw that Jesus' days were busy. No matter where he went, people were always with him, right? We talk about living in a noisy society right now, and I can only imagine how nonstop it was for Jesus in his day. Yet Jesus knew how important it was to just stop and get away. 
for Jesus to say, no, 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 no. I can't be doing these miracles anymore. I can't be healing people. I can't get, I need to just stop for him to say that, to go to a desolate place and pray. That took him being intentional. If he wasn't intentional, what do you think would just happen? It would never happen, right? Because he would just keep ministering and pouring out and pouring out and pouring out because he's always with people, right? So to bring it all together as we close, we see that practicing solitude requires finding a desolate place. Away from distraction and away from noise. It's about using the time and space to talk to God and really hear from him which is something we need. And solitude takes intentionality. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. It's just not. And so this is our days, right? Tell me if I'm wrong with this being your day. Wake up early. Rush off to school. Well, wake up early. Brush your teeth and put deodorant on. Wake up early. Rush off to school. Then after school, some of you have sports. Some of you have play practices. Some are you in band, right? Then after that, once that's all done, now you got to go home and get your chores done. And then after that, now it's finally time for homework, right? And then you go to sleep and do what tomorrow? You do it all over again, right? And... I'm going to be up front and say this. Solitude has definitely been missing in my life. If I were to put the definition of habit and attach it to if it's been a habit in my life, I could definitely say it hasn't been for me. But I know how much my soul needs it because of how how good it is for me. Uninterrupted time with him. No distractions. Yeah, if you're just if you're just speaking with him and you're in that space where it's just you and him and it's just like laying on your bed and it's 10 15 minutes, you've entered into that time. For sure. But I, I will say this when it comes to a desolate place, your room is totally okay. Your your back porch is totally okay. But I, I will say I think the point is is it's not one of your normal spaces. That I think is part of the point. Your room is okay, the back porch is okay, the basement, if that's the best place for you to just get away where there's no distractions, that's your space. But the point is it's not a normal space that you're normally in. Okay? Right? So, what is this going to look like for us as we practice this? Because remember I said, every time we do a habit, we're going to do it as a youth group. Nexus, I, I gave this message to Nexus. They've been doing it this past week. They've texted me when they're going to do it. They've been showing me that they've done it. And it's been so cool to see. Okay, So this is what you guys are going to do. This is what we're going to do. It's the same thing that Nexus is doing, but a little different. I want you guys to take time to find your desolate place this week. A place where it's just you and him. And I want you, I want to encourage you to not do it in your room because you're going to be tempted to take a nap. Okay? Right? But I want you to find a good space to do it. Shut the distractions off. Talk to him. Listen to him. 
be with him. Bring your journal into that time. Bring your Bible into that time. And I'm going to say this, the silence at points are going to feel uncomfortable. I had high school students, my Nexus students say, man, it was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Or it was hard at first, but once I got into it, it was awesome and I never wanted to leave that time. And so I I do hope that those are your responses. So this is my challenge for us as a youth group. We're going to do this as a youth group. I'm going to do, I'm doing it for Nexus this week and the challenge I gave them. Okay, but this is your challenge. Okay, I want you to do it at least one time this week. At least once. And I want you to go for at least 10 to 15 minutes. Nothing shorter than that. Okay, at least 10 to 15 minutes. If I could really put like a rule on it, I want to say 15 minutes. Okay, but I know that this might be a little bit hard for you guys and totally new and different. So I'll say go at least 10 to 15 minutes. Leaders, if you guys want to go definitely longer than that, you feel free to go longer than that. What I gave the high school students was a half hour, at least a half hour. So leaders, if you guys want to do that, go for it. But if you want to do 10 to 15, cool. So that's, that's our challenge for this week, okay? At least one time, be in solitude this week. And for at least 10 to 15 minutes, nothing shorter than that. And I'm going to remind you. The phone is non-existent. It's not even in the space. TV is turned off. Bring your Bible, bring your journal, and just talk with him. Pray to him. Maybe just read the Bible for 15 minutes, and that's your time in solitude. Journal, whatever it is. Draw. So one time, at least 10 to 15 minutes, okay? That's the challenge this week. And I want to hear how it goes. So next week, we're going to talk about how it went for you guys. Okay? We're gonna, I want to hear it. We're going to hear it. All right? Talk in your small groups about how it went next week. Things like that. Okay? This is our first habit. Solitude. All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this space and this time. I do just pray for our students here that as they begin to enter into their time of solitude this week, that they would be intentional, that they would truly say, no, no, I got to stop from this because I need to enter into my time of solitude. And not because really Pastor Tony said it, but because it's something that I want. It's something that we want to do and not because we could take a nap. But it's because we can be with you and sit in your presence and hear from you and read your word and pray. God, may that be our focus. So help us to do that this week, even when it's going to be tough. And even if it's hard and weird and awkward, I pray, Lord, that you would help us push through the silence. um, God, and, and that it would just be such a sweet thing that we're able to do and talk about next week. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Maywood Student Ministries podcast. We hope that this episode encouraged and strengthened you in your walk with the Lord. See you on the next episode.